2: And uh, I got a bad echo. Did I lose you?
3: No, you're still there, Mark.
2: Oh, okay. For some reason, I, I have a bad echo in my ear now, but I don't know why. And I'll just take take down my uh, return for the time being. Nevertheless, uh, we're talking about cars and car repair. And you're more than welcome to join us. I'm going to get to Robert and Tori real quick but first let me tell you about action auto repair i-17 in deer valley action auto repair is a full service family-owned auto repair shop been in the deer valley area in the north phoenix area since 1983. whatever your repair cars need tom and his staff are really good with workmanship customer service fast turnaround time and he has ase master certified technicians and they get the job done right so they want you to They want to help you as vehicle owners understand what they're doing, what you need, what you don't need, and why. So it's Action Auto Repair I-17 in Deer Valley. Let's go to Robert. Robert, thank you for holding. Oh, thank you for taking my call. You bet.
4: I have a 2015 Grand Cherokee. It's got the Hemi in it, the four-wheel drive. The situation I get, I bought it in 2015. At about 5,000 miles, we noticed that. Slowing down to about between 10 and 25 miles an hour, the car would slowly surge forward a little bit and then kind of almost thump back. I mean, you could feel it. It wasn't a clunk. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a metal on metal noise. It was just a thud, and not a, you know, just slow. You know, you could feel it in your bottom. And we finally took it over to the dealer, and they went through the vehicle and they said. Okay, well, we hadn't heard of that before, but when I went back to pick it up, they said, yeah, Fiat knows about this and it's not a problem that they're going to fix. And I said, well, you know, the transmission or something is wrong. He said, no, it's just the way that, uh, down with the V8. And I've taken it to, uh, you know, taken it back to every time I take it back down there to get the free oil changes. Uh, I put that on the list. And they sign the thing that the opposite says they understand it, and it will be fixed if there's something wrong. Am I just writing with a problem? I get a little worried about that.
2: Okay. No, not at all. Hey, Gil. I yes, just Mark, go got ahead. feedback. I got a delay or something like that, it, and something that I just got. Yeah, yeah and see if that's uh, something, because I've got me in my ear, but I'm about two seconds later than I should be.
4: The old delay.
2: Okay. Okay, now that's it. Okay. It's better anyway. Okay. I think you're doing everything exactly right. I think what you're doing, oh, gosh. Um, I think what you're doing is exactly right. Every time you go in, you bring it to their attention and make sure that they write it on your work order. That ensures yeah. that problem where it started. Now, if it's under warranty or if it's any kind of time frame that you have a drivetrain warranty, then it stops the warranty. I mean, we're still in it. So you could put yeah. this for the next two or three years, and that could be an issue. Yes. I'm a little I, have a,
4: fr- I have a forever warranty on it. You pay a $200 minimum on it. Okay. I've, I've had them sign off from the, sales, the service manager that, this is what Fiat said. So, similarly, you know that will extend my warranty out. And I think I've been there three times and told them there's no more free oil changes, so I won't go down okay. there anymore.
2: But. All right. What um, I want you to do too is is I want you to manually shift it for a couple of days. Huh. So pull it down into low when you come to a stop, and then mm-hmm. in, and then click it up, and click it up, and click it up. I want okay. you to do that. And okay. see if my manually shift and it, it changes anything at all, and if it does, you tell them that it is time. It it does happen where somebody has a problem or a whole bunch of people have a problems, and it takes them a while to determine what the fix is. But as yeah. long as you're on record and you were under warranty at the time, um, yeah. they're going to take care of it. If okay. it's a defect that f- people had on an early life of their Cherokee or whatever the heck you yeah, had yeah, Grand, Grand Cherokee, Cherokee. Yeah, Grand yeah. Cherokee yeah. Um, then they're probably going to offer you some assistance but at this point you can't really do much other than the most important thing you can do is is learn how to change it if you can learn how to change it that's going to give the technician a leg up on the diagnosis okay. yeah. so just learn how if I do this it doesn't happen if I do this then it does
4: well, it, it has, you know, I've got a, a electronic shifter, a hand shifter, you know, in my fingers. But I do do that occasionally just to run it through, just, you know, just having fun. Right. But it doesn't, when I, you know, it automatically shifts no matter what. If you put it in, you know, second gear and you over, if you get up near the red line, it shifts without you, you pushing it. Well, I know, spirit. but those are the extremes.
2: And, those are, yeah, extremes, those are the extremes, and we're, extremes, not, yeah. we're not talking about extremes. We're, we're talking about just normal driving. If you can manually paddle shift it or whatever you've got, go up mm-hmm. and down. The, and so when you back off the throttle, see what it, yeah. what happens. Drop a gear. Okay. See what happens.
4: Okay. Okay? Okay. Very good. Thank you,
0: sir. Okay. Appreciate it. You
2: betcha. And, Tori, you're up next. How can I help you?
0: Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. I'm helping my son with this truck. It is a 2000 Ford Ranger four-wheel-drive three-point-something motor. It stuck. It was stuck in four-wheel-drive, four, four low, and uh, we took the drive motor off the transfer case so we could drive around with it. We basically took it off, and he manually took it from four low to two high. He bought a new drive motor, and that wasn't it. So he put a new switch in it, and that wasn't it. So that's where we were at. Huh.
2: You know, uh, you missed the diagnostic part on the front side of it. We're going to look to make sure that the signal's sent and it's sent properly. So are we toggling the ground side or, or are we toggling the, the power side? If you replace the switch and the motor, then there's a good chance that what's feeding the switch is bad. So it could be a ground, could be a power supply. It could be a trigger from something else. It could be that the speed... The computer won't let you shift anything if it until the speed is zero, and perhaps maybe something's wrong where the speed shows one mile an hour because you got a speedo head problem or a speed sensor problem, so the computer's not going to let you shift, and I'm just making this up as I go along because I don't know what's the matter with it. But yeah. I think I'd go back to the switch and look at the wiring diagram and verify where each one of those goes. I think that's the next step
0: good good advice I, i'm a long time listener, and I appreciate your help i've okay. enjoyed your show for a long time and i'm I'm here in Georgia trying to help him with his, his house so i 'm from Tempe and not down the road, not far from you but okay. use your car wash for many years, man. I enjoyed your <laughs> air and a nice clean car wash. thanks a lot
2: thank you very much All we right, have a self serve car wash a four bay car wash, and um, we have some pretty sophisticated security cameras because People have a bad habit of dumping their yard trash in car washes or flushing their motorhome black water tanks out. But I have a great clientele, and we have free air, and um, it's pretty clean car wash, so we hear that a lot. So we're going to go to Tori. Tori, good morning. How can I help you?
5: Actually, you're done with Tori. This is a new caller, Don.
2: Don? Okay, Don, I'm sorry. Good morning. How can I help you?
6: <laughs> hey, you got about a second delay. Okay. Yeah. How are you? I haven't heard from you.
2: Um, you know, can you hear the delay?
6: Yeah, I can hear the delay on the phone. Of course, okay. I got the radio on in the truck too. So
2: yeah, well, we're not in delay, Mark. So okay, I, yeah, I'm well, gonna... we're gonna actually at the end of this break here, um, we're gonna sh- I'm gonna shut down and come back alive and see if it's on my end because that's a question we don't yeah. know. But we're out of anyway. delay right now. Anyway, Don, go ahead.
3: I've got
6: a neighbor that's got an S430 that's on the ground with air suspension, and he wants to know, I told him something about uh, spring over shocks.
7: Where, who locally would have those?
2: So he wants to take the air su- airbags off of it and yeah. use spring over shocks?
7: Yes.
6: That's I the think cheapest. I call
2: Goody uh, from Goody's Automotive up in Scottsdale, and I would talk to him. And I would ask him what he thinks about that. And I'm going to defer to him. Um, I think most of the time we can fix the air problem for cheaper than by replacing the four struts and the four um, the springs and all that kind of stuff. So I don't
6: know. It, it's, it's been on it, the ground it, for like four months now.
2: Well, if you start it up, will it come up alive? Nope. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean that the whole suspension's bad. Of course, we have air no, and we've got solenoids and all that kind of stuff. Right. But I think that's a tough jump to, to go to that expense. I'm thinking that you might spend 500 to $800 per corner to bring that yeah. um, and take it from the air suspension into a mechanical suspension. So, yeah,
6: but you won't have to worry about it anymore.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, what year is it?
7: um uh, mid 90s i
2: say okay it depends on how long he's had it um if if he's had it since new and it's a mid 90s no, and this is the it. first time he's had suspension then that's not bad but i think um i think this is going to be a lot less than you think it is but i think it's worth just a call so he does nothing but but uh domestic or import cars and mercedes so i i would if I had that problem, I'd call him.
7: Where's the good he's
8: at up there?
2: Um, I don't know where he's at. He's just a friend of mine. He's not on my I list because he's too busy, and he also just does Benzes and one other car. I think he does some Audi work. So well, I would okay. just call him. All righty. Thank you, Don. Okay. All right, we're going to break a little bit early. And uh, before we break a little early, let me tell you about Autodynamics in uh, Sun City. Autodynamics is a repair shop that's been around since 1982. They're proud of their quality and the service they provide, and they stand behind the work that they do. They are Sun City's largest and most trusted source for complete automotive services. And so it's important to understand this. They've decided then to ensure that none of their staff sell unneeded parts or labor, that their staff and their mechanics are not paid a commission or a percentage of the repair bill. Therefore, they don't have any motivation. To sell unnecessary parts or repair. So if you're up in Sun City, Auto Dynamics is on the north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. We'll be back right after this.
9: The Seth Leaveson Show.
6: How do you defend a 35-year-old accusation that comes a month ago and is no part of the hearings where he can actually confront and answer the accuser, or at least the accusation? How do you defend the accuser only giving the information to her party and not the appropriate legal or political authorities? How do you defend as credible a story that has now changed at least three times from an event where the accuser cannot tell you where it took
10: place?
5: Weekdays 3 to 6, right here on AM 960.
10: The Patriot. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company phoenix Body Works. we want to be your collision repair specialist call us 623-582-1434 monday through friday nine to noon on saturday
1: would you know what to do if you encounter a wrong way driver let's hope you never find out but if you ever do see a wrong way driver coming at you slow down safely steer away and get off the roadway at night drive defensively and be aware of what's ahead and around you And if you see a sign warning of a wrong-way driver, safely move toward and take the next freeway exit on the right. Drive aware. Get there. Sponsored by the Arizona Department of Transportation in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Michael
7: Medved for townhall.com. In their desperate attempt to smear Judge Brett Kavanaugh, many left-leaning commentators try to connect him to hashtag MeToo malefactors like Harvey Weinstein. For two reasons, this association is utterly unfair. First, the hashtag MeToo villains all exploited positions of power. Kavanaugh was a 17-year-old high school junior at the time of his alleged misdeeds. Second... All the hashtag MeToo villains were guilty of mistreating multiple women, sometimes hundreds. In Judge Kavanaugh's case, he's accused of mistreating only one woman on a single occasion. The timing of the accusations is also highly suspect. If senators allow this shady maneuver to succeed, they will shift our politics from merely ugly to
1: outrageously unjust. I'm Michael Medved.
2: The Pepperdine
1: Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today.
2: At
8: Saint Jude Children's Research Hospital, families never receive a bill for treatment, travel, housing, or food, because the only thing a family should worry about is helping their child live.
10: Doctors send us the toughest cases to be treated at Saint Jude, and our patients come from all over the world.
5: When we come here, they told me, "Don't worry, everything be taken care of." We can never repay Saint Jude for what they've given us.
11: Because of you.
5: Gracias, a ti. Because, because of, of you. you.
8: There
2: is St. Jude. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, and uh, we're into the echo again. I don't know what the deal is, Gil. But anyway, I'll live with it. I'm going to take my headphone off, and we'll go from there. Anyway, let's talk about Thompson's Auto Repair and, and Towing in Mesa. Since 1970, they've been around. It's the only shop in Mesa that's been... Well after five years of experience, where the owners are on site, it's not part of a chain, has a great reputation, has a good credit rating, has all the necessary insurances, and is something somebody that doesn't have a variety of shops under different names. That's what Thompson's is all about. So if you're in Mesa, he's on Main Street just east of Stapley. It's an important place to go or if you have a problem, it's an important place to call and ask them if they want to look at it. So it's Thompson's Auto Repair Main Street, just east of Stapley. Let's go to Darwin. Darwin, good morning.
10: Good morning, Mark. Wow. This is a cool way for me to follow up just what you said, because last week I called you about my 97 Dodge one-ton van with an electric door problem, and you sent me to Thompson's Auto Repair. So I'm here just to say... These guys did exactly what you said, but I liked when I walked in the door and I said, Mark sent me. (laughs) It almost like brought them to attention or something, but it was really cool. So I just want to give you the credit for sending me there. And these guys, Joey was the one I talked to. Man, with respect, called me as they were working on it. They got it repaired. I'm very, very satisfied. So thank you again, Mark, and thank Thompson's Auto Repair. They're exactly as you said they were.
2: Well, we didn't plan this by doing the spot no. just before the call. And and thank you for saying that. The reason I tell you to tell them that Mark sent you is not because I get a spiff, not because they give me no. money, none of those reasons. It just simply tells them we're friends. It simply tells them that I referred them to you and they recognize that as we all make referrals, we recognize there's a risk and reward. And so with my shop's... There's no risk. But thank you for that very nice um, story about your visit there at uh, Thompson's Auto Repair. Gary, you're up next. How can I help you?
6: Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, I've got a 59 uh, Buick, and I just had a complete brake job done, drums, shoes, everything. Now, my normal car is a light, you know, more modern light car with disc brakes. Uh, and driving this 59 is a little Scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. when I the brake situation i mean you know you, it, it doesn't stop on a dime and i'm wondering if uh
2: that's normal it's the difference between fred flintstone and bill gates with microsoft it's <laughs> yeah. however if you just had brakes are they worse than they were before you did the brakes no okay it a powered drum or manual no. drum manual okay There's not much you can do about it. If you wanted to step it up, you could um, buy a kit that allows you to put disc on the front. It's going to have a proportioning valve. You're going to have to change the master cylinder. And if you don't have a booster, you're going to have to adapt to a booster or a hydraulic unit uh, called a hydro hydro boost. So you've got some of those options, but it's not going to get any better than it is right now if... It's the same as it was before you had the brakes done. and here's what I mean. It takes a while to seat the shoes and we also don't have full contact of the shoe on the drum. So if it gets better, then we probably didn't get the shoes set for the drum. I'll give you an example. You set the shoe in the drum and it touches on the front and the middle, and right. it rocks left and right. So you take the shoe and you put it on a piece of wood with the arch to the top. And you put a piece of wood on the top of it, and you whack it. <laughs> and then you set it back in the drum, and you see how con- contact it has. That's what we used to do. That's what the gray-haired guys do.
6: Well, there's only about 20 miles on it so far, so I yeah. don't know. Uh, uh, should it be able to lock the wheel?
2: Yes. Yes, it should be able. And and if you do a couple of, not full panic stops, but, you know, a normal braking one might be a 4 or 5 on that car. So you go to an 8 and just kind of, uh, you know, come, in, come into the brakes kind of hard and let's seat the, the shoes, that might right. be better.
6: I see. Well, thanks a lot, Mark.
2: Okay. Thank you very much for calling. Let's go to the next caller. Who would that be, Gil?
8: That would be Daryl.
2: Daryl, good morning.
8: Hey, good morning. Hey, I've got a um, a 2010 Honda Civic, and it hadn't been clo- uh, blowing cold air as good as it used to for the last six months or so. So, I, I went down and got one of those handy cans of 134A refrigerant and a little cheapy little uh, pressure gauge on it. And it did indicate that it was a little low on freon. So, I put about a half a can in until it looked like I uh, shouldn't put any more in because the pressure was getting higher than it was getting higher at least. So And the air got a lot colder. It lasted for a few weeks and then it just went bad again took it in and the guy said that my clutch was at gone and he's telling me the clutch went out because I used that can of Freon in it is there any truth to that
2: well how many miles are on I only that?
8: put about oh. a half a can in there
2: okay how many miles are on it did I lose you? no how many miles are on your Civic hello um, can you hear me? How many miles? Gil, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I guess we must have lost it. The answer is it's entirely possible that you added too much refrigerant to it because you don't know where you started and you don't know where you ended. The idea that you're going to put this gauge and a trigger on a can of Freon and that is going to set you free is the dumbest idea that I've seen in the last 10 years. There's no way in God's green earth you can appropriately fill or add based on some stupid little gauge with it half red and half green. It's a very technical science to do air conditioning work. We have to monitor the high side, the low side, the ambient temperature. We have to monitor the evap- or the um, expansion valve or the orifice tube we have to be hot on this line and cold on this line we have to make sure we have enough oil in the compressor we have to make sure that the, the dryer is not plugged up we have all of these dynamics going on so you don't you didn't enter anything the low side the high side you didn't know which line to touch to see if it's cold or hot none of that makes any difference it would be like you feeling bad and the next door neighbor saying that you need a quart of blood, so you go down and buy some gizmo, stick it in your arm, and put a quart of blood in you. You don't know where you started, you don't know where you ended up, and what you don't know for sure is is if it's even the blood that's causing the problem. More than likely, he saw that the clutch is burned up. If it's discolored and burned up, it it can be that way for a variety of reasons. Maybe four reasons and one of them is an overcharge. There's no question about that. He should have sophisticated equipment that where he can suck out your refrigerant. He knows by weight that it's 20 ounces. If your car calls for 16, he's right. If he pulls out 20 and your call calls for 24, he's wrong. So we do have that sophistication. Today, all of us that have that piece of equipment, we suck out what you got. You have 12. You need 20. So we're going to put yours back in after we clean it, remove the moisture in the trash, so and then we're going to add 8 more to bring it up to 20. Boom! You're done. And you're going to come back and tell us what a great job we did, and your air conditioning's never been as cold, and that's because we're being precise. So, um, But nevertheless, if your clutch is gone, you need to replace the compressor with the clutch. You need to flush out all the refrigerant. You need to add the appropriate oil to the compressor. Determine on how much your old one had, how much the new one needs, and there's a process for that. If you don't do that right, you'll be back where you were at six zero two five zero eight zero nine seven. We'll be right back.
7: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot.
9: It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960, The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt.
1: And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E pluribus unum, and God we trust in liberty. The three things that set the United States apart.
9: It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional.
1: There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do.
9: When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station's all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it.
1: Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot.
11: Confusion ever someone or have sudden you trouble had speaking, understanding?
5: Understanding trouble? Have you sudden have or speaking someone ever confusion? Have Have you you ever ever had had sudden confusion,
11: confusion, trouble speaking, or or understanding understanding someone?
5: It could be one of the five signs of stroke.
11: Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg.
5: Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes.
11: Suddenly having trouble walking or difficulty with balance.
5: Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere.
11: If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life. Someone you love, maybe even your own.
5: It's late until, wait, don't too. Don't, don't wait, wait until, until it's, it's too late. late.
11: Time lost is brain lost.
5: Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adopted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute.
4: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. <laughs> all about that
9: theme and all the to Welcome back, everybody.
2: I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll just uh, get through it one way or the other, and we'll see what happens if I'm if I just take down Gil. If I take you down, then I can I'm with you, Mark. Uh, do the show, but we'll just have to see what's going on. Nevertheless, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have a car question, you certainly can give us a call. I want to tell you about Kurt's Auto Repair. Kurt's one of the best shops in the town like most of my shops on the Best Car Repair Shops list. No, that's not right. Like all the shops on my Best Car Repair Shops list, you could find on MarkSalem.com. Kurtz is a Better Business Bureau Ethic Award winner. He's been in business for a very long time, since 1987. He's a master tech, and both Jeff and Eric are both master techs, and those are the, the three of them run the entire operation. They do gas and diesel. They do everything from the simplest oil change to replacing your engine or your transmission. They can do all of that. So if you have any questions and you need answers and you live near Bell and I-17, may I suggest Kurtz Auto Repair. It's a shop that's... uh, I've sent cars to, like I have all of them, and Kurtz has always pulled that proverbial rabbit out of their hat. So when we talk about um, cars, I go to a... uh, a breakfast with a bunch of car guys. And I can't tell you, I have to just bite my tongue. Just bite my tongue, I just enjoy the breakfast. But there's so much information that these old guys have that we used to think in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. We were talking about tire age, and one of the guys had said that he had gone to a local tire installer and they told him his tires were four years old and that they wouldn't touch them. Part of that's true. There are a lot of us that won't rotate, we won't patch, we won't touch your ten-year-old tire. Ten-year-old, not four-year-old. Ten-year-old. That's important. Now, there's no rules and regulations right now, but many of us understand That years and years of experience has told us that a tire north of 10 years old is going to go bad no matter what. So, we don't want to be a part of that food chain because if we patch your tire, you have a blowout, somebody dies, we're going to get sued. And it's not even our tire, but they're going to say that we should have pulled it out of service or our repair didn't work or whatever. The idea behind this conversation is, is it's 10 years. It's 5 to 7 is the general consensus for RV tires. And then there's commercial tires, but frankly, they wear out in one or two years because they put 100,000 miles on those big truck tires. So we're not real concerned about how old those tires are because they don't sit on a truck very long. Now, I have a big semi, and the other day I was looking at the tires, and I had seven years on the fronts, so I changed those because I can't afford to have that semi running down the road with a flat tire or a blown-out tire because it's going to be kind of hard to gather that vehicle up. It's going to be a little hard, especially if I'm hauling a trailer and a tractor or a couple of pieces of equipment on the trailer. It's going to be a little tough. I don't know that I have that much experience to be able to pull out of that. So there is an uns written rule that many of us are following when it comes to um, how old your tires are. Ten years is the extent of what you should... And it's easy to read the number next time you go into your oil change or stop by any tire stop and say, will you tell me how old my tires are? I won't let my wife, my daughters... I'm really focused on this with my family, my employees, their family... And I think there's universal acceptance with respect to the guys in business today about tires that are 10 years old. But this guy was adamant that he had been told it was four years old. Then we had another guy who said he doesn't believe in the 10 years old uh, rule, not rule but idea. He says these tires on vehicles he's got that are 20 years older or better. So my response to the four The guy who says there's four years, um, and that you should—he was told by this tire company that you should take it off in four years. My response to him was pretty simple, and it was—it was this: Um, I think you're mistaken, but I've been wrong before, and I let it go. The guy that says he's got twenty-year-old tires on his car and everything's fine, and he doesn't believe in all that hocus-pocus—I said to him that statistically he's rolling the dice, but it's his choice. So I'm not going to say to tell you what to do. I'm just going to tell you statistically, um, those tires could fail and put the people in the car, it lives in jeopardy, and certainly the people around the car um, that are traveling in and around the vicinity, they could put them in jeopardy as well. So that's the way it works out. If you have a question or call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960, and we'll be back right after this.
10: If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station.
1: For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101.
9: This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing.
11: Call for your free information kit, 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. A message from DAV to all returning veterans. Thank you. Thank you for doing your duty. Thank you for doing our bidding. Thank you for laying it all on the line. Thank you for stepping up and not backing down. Thank you for putting your future on hold to put our enemies on notice. Thank you for putting your buddies' lives ahead of your own. Thank you for putting yourself in harm's way. Thank you for defending our freedom, for displaying your honor, for being a hero, even though you don't want to be called one. For all this and more, DAV thanks you. And we're here to help you. Expert DAV advisors will make sure you get the health, disability and financial benefits you were promised and earned if you're a veteran visit dav.org for free help and again thank you
8: I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system
5: operator. flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration.
8: We do a lot in a little bit of
5: time, and we have to do it very efficiently.
6: It's a very exciting career.
5: The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most
8: exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It
5: gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your
11: adventure in the Air Force Reserve.
2: welcome back everybody and Gil. it's fixed (laughs) uh, um, folks when we have technical problems almost always it's my fault and um, this one was so i'm i'm really sorry about that um it's just the echo uh, trying to talk on the radio and you're delayed and you're hearing yourself a second later is just the most difficult thing in the world but Got it fixed, and that's really good. Let me tell you real quick about a, a, Automatic Transmission Exchange, and Alan and lucci stay right there, and I've got room for a couple more callers: 602-508-0960. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around since Fred Flintstone's time, since nineteen sixty-eight. Phil and his staff have been working on transmissions. Phil was born and raised on the first automatic, so he's gone through the from the old Buicks all the way through the GMs and the Fords and the Chrysler, all the way up to the new computerized ones where the computer actually shifts up, shifts down, goes into neutral, picks your gear, everything. They have the fundamentals, and if you have the fundamentals, then it doesn't make any difference if this pressure line is shut down at this point and redirects the pressure over here, or whether it's a solenoid that does that. So Automatic Transmission Exchange is on 40th Street in Washington. It's a good place to go. No matter what your transmission problem is, they'll drive your car with you as long as you can duplicate the problem. That's the important part. Let's go to the phones and talk to, and I, let me pull my, Alan. Alan, you're up first. How can I help you?
3: Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Mark, I have a 2016 Mazda 6 four-cylinder with an automatic in it. Normally, it gets about uh, 32, 34-mile-a-gallon around town and running back and forth to Mayo Clinic out in Scottsdale. I live Mm -hmm. in Glendale. Uh, This last tank full, it got 22 miles a gallon, driving it the same way. And I took it to the dealer, have the oil changed, have it serviced, and I told them about that, and they said, well, it's the gasoline you're buying today. Actually, the man said, my car has done the very same thing. I said, it it lost 10, 12 miles a gallon? He said, oh, yeah, yeah, it did. Um, and man, I, I put, bad. I put gas in it since and it's still getting 22.
2: Well, I need you to go to back to the manual way. Okay. I need okay. you to go back to just gallons versus miles. Let's start there. But to come up with the idea that it's the gas you're purchasing. Oh gosh, darn it. I wish I could say what's really on my mind, but I'm sure I'd be fined by the FCC uh, it's that 's the tank farm i 'll tell you a real quick story about gasoline in one thousand nine hundred and seventy nine we had a gasoline shortage. I ran a mobile station. We were bringing gasoline from California because Arizona was dried up, so tank ways. Um, was bringing gasoline over here. So those big trucks hold 9,000 gallons of gas. So we were ordering gas, and they would bring it over here, and they'd dump it in our tanks. we got 12,000-gallon underground tanks. So I had ordered 9,000. My wife had ordered 9,000 gallons of unleaded. So he comes over, and he dumps 9,000 gallons in. And then he looks around, and I said, was that mobile gas or is that Chevron gas? What is it? He goes, watch. And he pulls a 5-gallon bucket out of his his cab that's two-thirds full. He puts a funnel on my tank, and he dumps this white milk-looking liquid in, and he goes, now you're mobile. Oh, I swear to God, I'm telling you the truth is God is my witness. That's the truth. And I almost fell on the ground, and I remember that to this day. I believe him. So it's not the gasoline, um, but we need to go back to manual. And then if you find that the manual way brings you back up then we need to do a reboot on your car and that's pull the negative cable off the battery then pull the positive cable off the battery and touch the two cables together for about 10 seconds and that's going to be a boot and so we're going to start all over again now i just wiped out all your presets all your radios all that kind of stuff but that's a reboot and let's see what happens then now, if you were running that kind of fuel economy and now it's fine or, and, and, and it's been this way, I can promise you that if you were running that much fuel through that motor, that you'd smell rotten eggs because the catalytic converter would have a very tough time in dealing with that much fuel coming through your exhaust. And the byproducts is rotten eggs, the sulfur smell. And the check engine light, because the O2 sensors would be screaming, saying, Rich, 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 shut the faucet off. The computer says, I'm shutting the faucet off. I'm shutting the faucet off. But meanwhile, you've dropped down from um, whatever the heck you said to, uh, um, where'd you start and where'd you end? Give me that again.
3: Um, car was getting 32, 34 gallons all the time. Now, it's a 2016. It's got six. It's got 6,600 miles on it. Okay. That's all the miles that's on the car.
2: Okay. and
3: right. it dropped to 22-mile-a-gallon, this last tank, and and I put more gas in it, drove it some more, and it's still at 22, 21, 22-mile-a-gallon. 22
2: okay. Well, the computer's going to look at a variety of things to, to do that, and it doesn't necessarily do the math I'm asking you to do. If I was working on that car, I would insist that we do the math. I want you to fill it up. I want you to make sure that it's full, and if you have to tap it until it... Uh, Clicks three or four times in a row. That's what I want you to do. I want to make sure the tank's full. Now I've done that. Okay. All right, then we need to go into the old-fashioned way because until then, you, there's a lot of other things you can do. You can take it in, and we can run a serial stream data stream on it. We can go drive it. We can watch the O2 sensor work. But if the O2 sensor is working, and the injector pulse width goes up and down based on throttle, and we're looking at the vacuum on the engine, when we back off the throttle, then the fuel drops, the fuel supply drops. And then when you throttle up real hard, the the faucet's opened up wide. We can do all of that. It's going to cost you 100 $150 dollars. But in the absence of sulfur, I'm not quite sure you're ready to spend a bunch of money. And I just want you to do it the old-fashioned way, and let's see how close we are. Then, if, if you're still that way, I want you to reboot. Okay. Take both cables off negative first, positive second, and touch the cables together. Not the battery terminals, the cables. We're discharging all the capacitors. Okay. And we're starting brand new. So try that and see what happens, okay? All right. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much for calling. That's a great question. I, I don't get that very often. Lute, you're up next.
4: Good morning, Mark.
2: Good morning.
7: 2004 Toyota Highlander, okay. four-cylinder. Um, the right uh, passenger door, all the doors are electronically uh, going up and down. In other words, the windows
6: mm-hmm. open
7: and uh, closes. And this one, within the last three or four days, when i uh when I push it up or down especially and specifically when go up, it goes like a delayed door closer and then stops and then after three four seconds, when I try it again and again goes, so in other words, it closes, but it doesn't do the job as it used to do
2: okay
7: uh, right. what's the advice
2: Well, I think what I would do if I was charged with that is I'd pull the door panel off. And I would look at the regulator, which is a big pair of scissors, and I would look at the amp draw. So I would use a very specific piece of equipment, and I'd wrap the power wire to the motor, and I'd look at the amp draw. And then I'd probably pull the door panel off the other side and look at the amp draw on the driver's side. And if this side was 35 or 40 and that side's 8 and the regulator, the scissors going up and down is binding, and I'd probably squirt a bunch of grease all over it to see if I could get the amp draw down. Or something's broken in the regulator, or one of the rivets has come apart, and so it's binding. Sometimes when we, we have the cars with electric windows where if you stick your arm through the window, and there's guys that do this, the window will come up, and when it reaches an amp draw level, of excessive, then it stops because we don't want to cut your arm off. We don't want to cut the kid's head off. We don't want to cut the dog's head off if mom f- or dad pushes the up button not knowing the dog's has got his head out the window. So there's a lot of things going on there, but this isn't something on a 1 to 10 scale. This is about a 6. But it's I gonna, appreciate
8: yeah, the
10: head. Yeah, okay. It, okay. It,
2: it's going to be a little expensive if we have to pull both door panels, but I would do mo- most of my work on the driver, on the passenger side And I would lube the regulator, I would check it for um, amp draw, and I would go up and down with it. Now, there could be something with the frame. As the window goes up and down, maybe the frame's bent. Yes. Yes. And see, I'll disconnect the motor from the regulator, and I'll use my hands to lift the window and drop it, and I'll check the tension And so if everything's okay, bingo. But if it's not, then I have to figure out why the tension all of a sudden has doubled from what it was before. So um, I think your diagnostic process is going to be 75 to 125, I think. Okay. I'm guessing. Okay? Okay?
7: Can I ask one more question? Sure. I appreciated that. 1996 Plymouth Voyager, my good old friends. I took a trip all the way to Canada with it in Washington, D.C., and came back put the uh, uh, fuel pump in the tank like about a year and a half ago from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Of course, all of them are made in China.
4: Yes. And
7: now, as I see it, the car again keeps jerking and jolting. I need to replace that. Am I doing the right thing?
2: No, because um, let me ask you this. Will the car do 70, 80, 90 miles an hour?
7: Uh, yeah, yeah, from okay. time to time it's doing, and okay. sometimes it gets bad.
2: Okay, but if it'll do 70, 80 miles an hour, then fuel pressure is not the problem. Okay, uh-huh. and a miss isn't fuel pressure. If you run out of fuel, it just goes, ee-oh. that's what it yeah. does. You run out of pressure. Now, you say to me, Mark, I can do 51, but I can't do 55. one's fine. But I start missing a little bit, 53, 54, and at 55, I can push the pedal to the floor and nothing happens. That's fuel supply. So I don't think that's it. I think you got an engine mess. I think it's an engine mess, and I don't know why it's doing what it's doing until you find the problem. Once you find the problem, I say to you, hey, loot, it's got a bad wire here. Look at the arc right here. So when you load it, go ahead, John, put it in drive and give it gas. Hold your foot on the brake. Watch this, loot, Watch this tick, tick, tick. tick. See that? I want to do all the wires, but that's I think is your miss. Now I I'm going to squirt some water on there, and I'm going to have you go drive it, and you come back and tell me if it's worse because I <laughs> squirting water on it, I'm going to make okay. it worse. And you go drive it, you go, yep, it's worse. I say, okay, fine, we're done. That's okay. what. That's kind of how. What part of what, what do you have a garage that you trust that you like?
7: Uh, I don't know. I live in Cave Creek.
2: Okay. I don't have anybody up that north 40th Street and Greenways as close as I can get to you or the I 17 corridor. I've got shops on the the I 17.
7: Yeah, Kurtz Automotive or uh, some
2: other one? Action. Action or Kurtz. Either one of those guys could help you with your problem, I promise. All right, sir. Okay.
7: Very good. Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome. You're welcome. And, Gil, if I was in the studio right now, I would probably hug you. And if you'd let me, I'd kiss you just because <laughs> this is... <laughs> this Hopefully these... my car will love me more. Oh, yes. If your car loves you more, then you're in good shape.
5: You, you want another caller?
2: Oh, heck yes. All
5: right, Glenn is next.
2: Glenn, good morning to you. How can I help you?
6: I'll try and be succinct. Okay. Uh, an O2 Nissan Frontier, 160,000 miles. Uh, starter was just replaced. The technician said your flywheel is showing excessive wear, and you're going to experience unhappy uh, noises when you start. And my sister is experiencing unhappy noises when it starts, and she's worried what's the longevity of that flywheel.
2: I need to know that that the noise she's hearing is the same noise as if the motor was running and you hit the key.
6: Turn the Turn the key while the motor's running?
2: Yes, like trying to start the car when the no, motor's no. running. Okay. I need that to be it.
6: I haven't heard it. She's out of state. She just says it's an unpleasant sound whenever she starts it, and then when she lets go, it's normal. You know.
2: Okay. Well, I'm not worried about that, and I'll tell you <laughs> why. As long as there's no interruption, the as long as there's no interruption there, then a brand new starter and an old worn flywheel, they're going to have to wear out together a little bit, and the new teeth on the starter. Now, throughout the period of the day, there's no problem whatsoever. And when she hits the key, she gets the R- that's normal,
6: right? I don't think there's missing teeth, just worn.
2: Okay, then, then, you know, I, I hate it when they say stuff like this. The, the real question they should have said is: is if you hear when you hit the key, there's this clanging, but the motor doesn't turn over. Otherwise, the teeth aren't meshing. We're going to need mm-hmm. to do a flywheel. So watch that. But when you hit the key and if you get the da-da-da-da-da-da, then we're done. We're okay. Mm-hmm. That's what okay. they should have said to her.
6: All right. Well, and she's tell her nervous, she owes she's you. She's a nervous Nelly.
2: Okay. Well, tell her she owes you $22 for the advice. <laughs> <I'm> happy <laughs> to. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Glenn. Oh, uh, I have two sisters I won't even give advice to because they know it all already. <laughs> all righty. Listen. There's two kinds of gray-haired guys out there. There's gray-haired guys like me and a whole bunch of my friends that have been in the auto repair industry for a very long time. There's not much you're going to get past us. And we're too doggone busy to sell you the farm every time you come in. We're just too doggone busy. Now, we're going to see stuff that you need to address this soon, or this is something you're going to have to address down the road, and here's some symptoms that you need to watch out for. That's what it's all about. you got a bunch of gray-haired guys that have never worked on cars except their own who are these magic technicians, and they're telling everybody else how to fix their cars when really and truly, while they're gray-haired guys, they're really not the experienced guy you should listen to. So I'm going to draw a line between the gray-haired guys that have been working on everybody else's cars because, see, working on somebody else's car is quite different than working on your own. If you guess on your own, so What? But you can't do that on everybody else. Mark at MarkSalem.com is my email. Mark at MarkSalem.com.